This Satellite Sisters podcast is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters for your free audiobook download. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Happy to be with you today. Also happy to be with my big sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Julie. How's everything there? Hi, Leanne. Well, it's amazing that I'm in Dallas, Texas, because, you know, I was out in California this weekend. We've had an ice storm here in Dallas. This is day two of, like, no school, everybody stay home, stay off the roads. And somehow my plane threaded, threaded that needle, Leanne. It's unbelievable. It is, you know, I've had I've had plenty of planes canceled, you know, sitting around many, many hours in airports. Maybe this is some kind of payback that I actually got home. But I'm home. I'm here. All right. Glad to have you. We have a full show today. It's a Tuesday show, so we're going we're going deep on some shallow topics. We're not done with the Oscars yet. So Julie has seven thoughts on the Oscars, which I'm looking forward to hearing because I didn't really watch the Oscars, and I will explain that. Uh, 35 things to get rid of in your house if you have it now. Julie has a list. I have some um, medical... <laughs> I have, Julie, I have some... Um, New uses for over-the-counter meds. I think you're going to enjoy that. Okay. Uh, You have a book nook. We're looking forward to that. And, of course, because it's the Tuesday show, we'll be doing our recap of Downton Abbey called Downton Gabby. Uh, We are happy to have you here today. Don't forget, we're always on Facebook. You can join our group, which is a free-for-all kind of situation where Satellite Sisters interact. They set up meetups. Thank you, Kim, for posting that great photo of the meetup in Minnesota. They asked for recommendations and advice. Uh, just we got, we got driving tips this morning okay. about how to properly drive a Ford F-150 in on icy road conditions. So I appreciate, appreciate that, Leanne. And then we have an official Satellite Sisters page, which we'd like to ask you to like like as well. Uh, That's where we get to post things. And uh, we have some announcements coming up in the future. So just make sure you like our official Facebook page as well. On Twitter, we're at Sat Sisters, at Sat Sisters. Um, All right, Jewel, uh, it's exciting here because over the weekend, while we were having our Satellite Sisters board meeting in Santa Monica, my husband was cleaning out our entire bedroom, office, closet area because we have new carpets. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, that sounds good. That's a big project, Lee. Big project. It's a huge project. We have kind of a, a, we added a second story 15 years ago. So it's a fairly large room, not because we wanted like a giant master suite, but just that's the way the roof line worked. So my office is up here. We have a sitting room. We have a, you know, we have closets uh, where I do the show occasionally in the closet. So, um, but I spent... I think probably 15 hours last week, moving all of my stuff out. And Julie, when I say moving my stuff out, I mean throwing it out. You know, it's a fantastic opportunity to really clean out stuff. To dig out, Leanne. I, I mean, I haven't been up in your office in a while. Right. But, um, 
But you had um, a, a rich, deep office filled with many, many things. Would yeah. that be fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a writer. I research stuff. I have notes that I've pulled. I have all the Satellite Sisters archives up here. I have all the business stuff for that. And then I have just like random things people have sent me that I feel bad about and I don't want to throw away. That's a large category of, <laughs> of things <laughs> like that. Um, and then I had a chance to clean out my closet. I had to take everything out of my closet, my closet, which is not one of those beautiful California closets. It's just a hodgepodge of like old Ikea furniture stapled to the wall that I hang things on. So it just, there was a cleansing, Julie. There was a cleansing, a spring cleaning, felt fantastic. They put the new carpet in. We decided the boys for many years, after we actually did this renovation, we couldn't afford any furniture up here for like four years. (laughs) So right, it was I don't know spacious. It was very open, spacious. Yes. Uh, yes. You had a lot of flow going on in, uh, in your master suite. Yeah, a lot of flow there wasn't, no there furniture. Was no, yeah. no furniture to clutter up or yeah. to break up the flow. Yeah. So the boys used it for like, you know, uh, volleyball games and football games. I mean, it was an active space for the boys growing up, even though it was supposed to be our retreat, our bedroom retreat. And then the dog loved, both dogs over the course of 15 years enjoyed like, just grinding into the floor a lot and itching themselves. Needless to say, the carpet was foul. So the fresh carpet, Julie, so exciting. Are you loving and it? Are I you love loving? it. You know, and I know I have hardwood downstairs, but I love the softness under my feet. It's so quiet and cozy. And then we boldly painted an accent wall. So while we Accent were walls, don't you love them? I mean, are you really can. So did you go with like red? Did you go with Marsala? The, no, the I did not go year. with the color of the year. We do mm-hmm. have, um, speaking of Marsala, we do have some like watercolors of Tuscany that we bought many years ago at a school auction for a song, frankly. <laughs> They're not good. They're not fine oil paintings, but there are four of them. So I took inspiration from the oil paintings. And so we painted the accent wall a raw umber. That was the color. I don't know what color. What color is umber? You know, it's it's like a brownie green. It's almost like a muddy greeny brown, which sounds terrible. But sounds it, disgusting. Is it, it is working for beautiful. You it oh, is okay. beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at it now. I It's beautiful. And it just, it's a rich velvety kind of paint. I can't tell you. Ah, my office looks beautiful this morning. I don't, I said to Barry, let's not move half the furniture back in because, you know, we have, we have a lot of bookshelves and uh-huh. because we have a lot of books, but, um, you know, anyway, we might not move those back in. I don't know what we'll and do with them. I think that's I think that's very positive to think hard about everything you're mm-hmm. going to put back into the room. Because once yes. it's out, it does not necessarily have to go back. And it's it's funny, okay, it, good. It's yeah. funny you mentioned that. At Huffington Post today, uh, they have uh, an article, 35 things to get rid of right now in your house. And oh, just, okay. Okay, so I just want to know if, as part of this cleansing, if you had any of these things. Do you have any dry cleaning hangers? Did Or did you have A million, any? a million. I mean, that is, a, just go through your closets right now. Just take out all those dry cleaning hangers. You're going to have so much more room, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, how about high school t-shirts, Leanne? I know you have some, okay? I know you probably have like 10,000. Now is the time to cull through. You're never going to wear wear those sh- uh, no. shirts. I have a special box of my favorite t-shirts from the past. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I do. 
I, I, I fancied myself at one point a t-shirt collector. So I have a couple of, you know, vintage t-shirts I enjoy. I don't wear them. I just, I enjoy okay, having them. But those are things to okay. get rid of. Crusty makeup, expired sunscreen, old prescriptions, any of those ha- hanging around in your bathroom? I'm pretty good about getting rid of makeup every six months because I don't buy, I just buy like Neutrogena makeup. So I'm easily, I easily t- toss it, but it's okay. good. I, cleaning out the bathroom, that always feels good too. Okay. How about... How about stationary without the matching envelopes? Do you okay. have any of that hanging around in here's, your desk? Here's I can't believe you said that because here's what I have in my office. <laughs> I like bought on sale like stationary probably 15 years ago that I thought I was going to print up notices on. I have oh. never used it. I don't know how to format stuff like that. I finally looked at it. I'm like, why am I holding on to this? So I did, I, I did toss a bunch of stuff you like recycle that. Recycle that. Good for yep, you. Yeah. Okay. How about holiday cards? I know I have a lovely display basket downstairs um, of all the Christmas cards from this year. I, I just can't throw them away. I can't all throw them away either. People put cards. their family's photos on I them. No, I don't know what to do with those yeah. holiday cards. You know, I mean, uh, we usually just put a rubber band around them and <laughs> store them. Stick them in a box. That's what yes, we do. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know. So, okay. Leon, hotel toiletries. There is a very famous uh, Satellite Sister episode where you you tried some mouthwash oh, that right. you know, had expired. Yes. Okay. That was in the very early years of Satellite Sister. <laughs> yes. One of our first shows. But uh, do you have any of those? You, if they're over a year old, you're supposed to pitch them. Okay. I don't have a lot. I don't stay in a lot of hotels. I'm not like you and Liz. So, okay. um, yeah. And if I say I do, I use them. So, or I, yeah. So okay, I'm, now I'm okay Liz, our, our sister Liz was so happy when we were having our summit this past weekend. She was so happy to show us that she has like created this whole nook in her apartment <laughs> for all her cords. It's like a special little cubby, <laughs> cubby nook. hole for no. cords. That's what she has. You're supposed to throw them away. Those miscellaneous cords. Oh, really? Yeah, just throw them. What are you doing with them? I don't know because you think, what if I need this? Or like, here's what I have, Julie. I had a printer like five years ago that I loved, but I had to give up because it couldn't, uh, it was too old. I couldn't upgrade the software, but it was the best dang home printer. So I have two giant cartridges for that printer, but I no longer have the printer. But I've been holding on to the cartridge. Out, Leon. Out, Just out, this out. morning, I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to throw these out. I could put them out on the street, but I don't think anyone has that kind of HP printer anymore. I miss that printer, though. I'll tell you that. I hate okay. my new printer. All of that stuff. Broken appliances. Okay. Old, that's, they've got to go, according okay. to this article. Okay. Now we're going to move down into the kitchen. Yeah. How much of that plastic silverware from takeout do you have crammed in a drawer? Not a lot. I don't do a lot of takeout. I know you don't, yep. Lynn. I don't believe in that. But if perhaps others who are listening to the podcast, right. just go ahead, throw that out. Yeah. You're not going to use them. Okay. I know you. everybody saves them thinking, oh, well, I might need right. some plastic silverware <laughs> at some point for some picnic, upcoming picnic that I'm going on. Or someone's going to come to the door and need plastic <laughs> silverware. No, they don't. Mm. Push it away. Okay, how about this? How about what um, the article calls shunned mugs, bowls, and plates? You know those things that are in the way, way back. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. You know, they're like they're coffee cups you never use. You're right. never going to use. Right. Plates, bowls. Uh, you know the Tupperware without the tops. Right. You're how right. I have that? a lot of that. 
Okay. This is your time. This is your moment. As long as you're in this purging, uh, purging thing, this is what you should do, Leanne. Julie, that's a good list. Well, I, know, I feel this is like just highlights of it. I mean, there are 35 different items, so you can you can really go. go All wild. right, post that at the Satellite Sisters Facebook page after the show, so people can comment on what they really need to rid themselves of. I did. I have to say, got rid of a lot of magazines, and uh, it's hard for me, but I did. I I, I, I have like years of self magazine for some reason, uh, especially if you saw me, uh, you would go really you read self. Um, but it was just, uh, yeah, I've got rid of a lot of things like that. So I feel good, but it's some things eh, you want to keep some things, but it does feel good to get rid of stuff. All right. Good list. Post that at satellite sisters, the Facebook page. Um, now here's what happened though in our, um, you know, in the fact that we had to move everything out of the bedroom, we do have our satellite receiver up here. We have two of them. And we thought the one downstairs was the main one, but my husband unplugged the one upstairs because he had to move it out. And that was it, Julie. Uh, end of Oscar coverage. I I watched oh. like the first 45 minutes and then it just stopped. And same thing, Downton Abbey. It did not record Sunday night. So I actually had to watch it on my Kindle Thanks to Amazon Prime last night in my new bedroom, which actually was very delightful. But um, so what what were your thoughts on the Oscars? Okay. So I had, well, I had the great pleasure of, um, I spent Sunday night at Liz's uh, and so watching Oscar co- coverage with Liz, very fun, you know, because uh, she, she knows so much of the behind the scenes. But I have seven thoughts uh, on this year's Oscar. Number one, I'm still sad that Boyhood did not win um, uh, Movie of the Year. You're I just not alone, that, Joel. You're not alone. I in just that. thought that was so lovely. I think how they did it, why they did it, everyone in that movie. Um, it really was very special. If you haven't seen it, really go see that. So that's the first thing. You know, at the LA uh, Times, just quickly, the LA Times had an article today, sort of, um, you know, in their entertainment section, looking at. How, how did Birdman win and what happened to boyhood? Uh, and they b- sort of blamed the marketing campaign. Like they should have gone more low key. But the other thing was that people in Hollywood are so bitter. They started to say to themselves, well, sure. If I had 12 years to make a movie, I could win an Oscar. <laughs> that's, really? Yes. Cause oh, that's, that's, yes, that says it all about those okay, people. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, that anyway, Neil Patrick Harris, I, uh, what I want to say to him is I love the opening number and he should just stick to the Tonys. That's all. I I, I just, yeah. I don't want to like, there's no reason for a pile on that no. we don't need to, but just he's, he's a very fine entertainer. I don't want this. I, I don't know how he's feeling now, uh, but uh, that's what I think. So I look forward to seeing him again at the Tonys. Lately. Well, I think it's the age old problem with the Oscars is that is always a combination of these grand ideas like people love the cinema and tiny inside jokes about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, You know, and the, every year they make the same mistakes over and over again. So it, it doesn't change no matter who's saying it. Okay. Well, best moment, because you only watched 45 yeah. minutes and the show was five hours long, yep. as far as I could tell. Julie Andrews. Uh, I'm sorry I missed that. I am sorry oh, I missed that. Oh, my gosh. When Julie, I mean, Julie Andrews, when she came out and she hugged Lady Gaga, who did a, a very fine job well, with, with the sound of music. I, I mean, it was just the, the whole level of the night went up. It just got to be a really classy event right at that moment <laughs> when Julie Andrews came out. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was it. Um, another big point, Leanne, our sister Liz, for many, many years, has been saying, why do all these Oscar winners 
you know, not, you know, don't, they use that when they win the award, they get up there and they thank all these people we've never heard of. Here it is, the Oscars, you have a billion people watching it. This is the moment that if you have a message, you really should, um, you should speak your mind. And, you know, I think J.K. Simmons and Patricia Arquette, did you see those two acceptance speeches? I did, yeah. That we... Right after Patricia Arquette, then that's when we lost our feet. Okay. Okay. Well, that was it. That's, those were the two best, Leanne. Uh, you saw them. Okay. And they, they obviously have been listening to our sister Liz Dolan about, you know, what to do when you have a billion people watching and listening to you because yep. they, they took that moment and those were great. Um, Ida, the, this is the movie that um, that won for Best Foreign Film. Oh, I've how handsome was it. that director? Oh, he Woo! was. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Yes, Mr. <laughs> Polish director. Yes. Wow, yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, fa- well, you, the, I highly recommend this movie. Oh, okay. Two it looks great. Best, two, I saw this with two of my best girlfriends. Um, they had heard it was good. The three of us saw it. We all loved it. It's a small movie, small story, but it's just lovely. So be sure to, uh, to see that. So that was a good, that was an excellent moment. Um, in terms of fashion, I don't care. I, I'm going to stop listening to uh, E because we watched that E and um, they had one of the Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian was on. Yeah. She is terrible. She is terrible. That's not my point. I just yeah. want to say that Felicity Jones, Emma Stone and Jennifer Lopez were my three favorite. <laughs> I thought they looked spectacular. Um, different outfits, different, you know, different looks. And uh, I don't care what other people think. And that's, that's my <laughs> okay. new thing. I think I have reached the point in terms of all that fashion talk right. that I don't even want to hear it now. I just want to make up my own mind what I like and I know why I like it. I, I agree. I, I think some of that I don't even understand. It's snarky. I don't care. It's just, it seems small. I, why is Khloe Kardashian's opinion matter? I, and the only dress I really didn't like was Nicole Kidman's. I did not okay. like that thing. But, okay. you know, she's Nicole Kidman. So I, who, you know, she, there were so many very, very skinny women now. Very, yes, very yes, they are. They're very, very skinny. I mean, like, I thought they were going to fall over skinny. Anyway. <laughs> okay, but I did have some favorite dresses. Okay. Those were them. I thought they looked great. Yeah. And, uh, I don't care what other people think. And my final point, Leon, is I now get it. I want to encourage everyone in the United States next year, 2016, you have to watch the Oscars on the West Coast. Right. That is the place to see it. It's fantastic, isn't I mean, it? If you're in New York City, I don't even know what time that show must have ended. It was like nine. It was 1130 at night. Was it midnight? I mean, it's a long, boring show. Mm-hmm. But if you started at like 530. You know, it's over by 8.30 and it's still long and boring, but it's only 8.30 at night. So you don't feel like you've like ruined yourself for the next day. So that's the thing. The Oscars are meant to be watched on the West Coast. So book a room, get your friends anywhere on the West Coast time zone. You, You know, you can be in Portland, Seattle, LA, San Diego, pick a spot. Okay. And that's where you watch it. Yeah, I had you're right. no idea. That was, a, that was a first. I think it was really, even though I've lived on the West yeah. Coast, I don't know why. It just seemed like it was a, a, a first for me. <laughs> it is great. It is absolutely the best thing about living here. That, oh, oh, really. I mean, the three-hour time is really Monday night football. Almost everything is better three hours earlier, you know? 
you know. <laughs> so that's why when we when they delayed the Grammys, people out here were like, "Are you kidding me? Why would we watch?" Like the TV ratings were way down because they were all delayed. Uh, Julie, good recap, excellent okay. recap. Thank you very much. I feel like I saw it. Uh, anything I need to see, I can go find on YouTube now that we have full connectivity and everything's back on track. Um, but I have to tell you, I did enjoy watching the Downton Abbey on my Kindle. Didn't think I would, but, um, all right. A few news stories. We're going to get to the, um, uh, uses for over the, <laughs> over the counter medicine. Yes. What is this? <laughs> but but I... let's, I want to talk just briefly about that road rage murder that happened in Las Vegas. The story started to unfold last week. Uh, this is the mother of four that was killed, that was shot dead. And now it appears that she was shot dead by a neighbor, by a, a teenager that, um, was disturbed and that she had actually had interaction with, and it wasn't exactly road rage and it wasn't exactly how it was portrayed in the beginning. And the story keeps changing. And now they have this 19 year old in custody. Here's the thing, Julie. In the like when you first heard this story, it was a terrible story. Mother and four road rage followed home, killed like awful, awful, awful. awful. The headlines were terrible, and I had so much sympathy for that family. Uh, so yes. right, and the the grieving father like took to the TV news right away, and it was just a terrible story. But there was one tiny detail in the beginning of that story that I thought. Well, that doesn't seem to jibe. And it was the fact that she was out teaching her daughter to drive at 1130 on a school night. You know, that was one of those things like was super sympathetic. But I thought, who who takes their daughter out at 1130 at night to, to teach them how to drive? It was a school night. And and now as the story is unraveled and it's very, very different than what it was first portrayed as. I now don't believe a single word coming out of anyone's mouth in that oh, Las yeah. Vegas story. Like, I feel like all judgment must be reserved because the story has been, has changed every single day, a hundred percent, you know, from where it started. And I blame reality TV for this. <laughs> so, yes. I, I think like immediately the family called the local news and took to the airwaves and there was the crying and the gnashing. I mean, it's a terrible story. It's a terrible story to have someone shot to death in their own neighborhood. I'm not saying that. I just, I didn't understand why everything was televised and there were thousands of crews and now we're getting hourly updates and the father screaming and yelling in the street. None of that can be healthy for the family or can be helpful to the investigation. I think it's the most bizarre story. Yeah. But it's but this it's driving the ratings. You know, it has to captured people's attention, the headline, and these are the kind of murder stories that get covered, Leanne, right? I guess. This yeah. is what people tune into. Yeah. And, I mean, but it's unfolding like this. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. No, that it's gotten even messier in terms of like the circumstances of, of you know, really what went on. Yeah. I, I think I've lost track. I, I, I read the story initially, but now I haven't kept up with it. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, don't worry. Save, save it for 2020 because the details are changing every day and almost no one's original story is holding up. So there you go. I just, I feel like it's like people living out stuff they've seen on reality TV. And I, that always bothers me, you know, just at some point, just walk away from the cameras and figure out what's really happening before everything becomes a TV moment. Um, that's all. All right. I want to get that off my chest now, Julie, now we're going to get to, um, unusual uses for over the counter medicines. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, we do we need to put out a disclaimer? Do we need to have yes. our listeners sign some kind of legal agreement yes. as they try some of these these uh, things that you're about to recommend? Well, it's from Health Magazine. Uh, and, um, Alison Sweeney, so Sue Health Magazine. Yes. And Alison Sweeney is once again on the cover. I think she owns Health Magazine. She's on the cover every year or every month. It feels like more than Oprah is on the cover of Oprah. Um, but, uh, so if you have an issue, call Alison Sweeney is what I, I would say, but these are, you know, hope these are, these are interesting. All right, Julie, preparation H. Oh yeah. Oh Yes. So I'm it, familiar with the product, Leanne. It yes. shrinks under eye bags and it buffs up muscles. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, do you I, I, I just would, if someone has put Preparation H on their face, please just uh, write to us to our Facebook group because that's the kind of thing where you're going to dab some, some of that underneath your eyes and you are going to regret that. <laughs> right. <thing. laughs> I know. And what, what muscles in particular? Well, here's what they recommend. They say, for instance, say you're going out and you want to work your triceps and stuff and really look buff that day. So do all that shower and then put it on your skin because, uh, one of the, one of the medicines in the mat, in the, in preparation age temporarily tightens up skin. So it clings more firmly to muscles. Woo. So you look more ripped. So remember that, or banana. That is that is if the ratio of skin to muscles mm. is appropriate. But yeah. let's say you have some little ex- excess skin or a little underdeveloped muscles, you might get some clinging clinging action uh, uh, that you might not like, Leah. That's what I'm worried about with that one. All right, here's another one: Listerine. You can also okay. use it to kill lice. All right. <laughs> Okay. Nobody knows exactly why this particular brand of mouthwash, you can't use all mouthwash, just Listerine, is so deadly to lice, but it is. So you just douse your hair and scalp with Listerine and let it soak in for 15 minutes. Leon, I am glad to know that. I do not have to act on that information right now, I'm happy to say. But I think that is a piece of information I can store in my tiny brain. (laughs) And that if ever faced with that situation, I'm going to remember this little home remedies. So thank you for that. All right. Fix Vapor Rub. You know how you spread that on your chest. Your mom used to do that that and it smelled really good. So it relieves muscle soreness and headaches. That's kind of, that doesn't seem so unusual, but it also cures nail fungus. So there you go. Cures the nail fungus. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to get myself a jar. That sounds good. But I like the idea. It's it's like aromatherapy. So that... uh, a little Vicks might be nice tonight, Leanne. Thanks. Yeah. If you notice pain or blistering, please stop using and see a doctor, though, Joel. That's just an okay. FYI. All right. Okay. Uh, Benadryl, you know it helps you get to sleep. That's an obvious yeah. one. But it can also control nausea. Oh, I would never think to take yeah. Benadryl for yeah. nausea. Yeah, huh. there you go. Uh, it also tends to have a hangover effect. It may impair driving, though. So just an FYI. <laughs> don't. Don't. And then... <laughs> This one, you can put toothpaste on your pimples. Toothpaste clears up pimples. That sounds like that would hurt so much, Leah. Yes. I don't you get like a burning sensation with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it says skip this remedy if you've got sensitive skin. Okay. 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 So, because it's harsher than um, any, any other sort of pimple medicine, but it's because of the baking soda and the hydrogen peroxide. So, But most... again, in a jam, Leanne, okay, yeah. you have a pimple breakout. And it doesn't matter what age you are, you can get a pimple. 
you know, maybe you're, you know, you don't have time to get to the store. So you have some toothpaste. Okay. Good to know, Lena. Okay. I like it. It's sort of like MacGyver health get is it. What doing here today. I like it. Hydrocortisone ointment can soothe yeah. cracked lips. You know, when you get a, it's oh. good for that. Reduce inflammation of severely chopped lips. So okay. there you go. Uh, Apply it to the outer dry part of the lips, Julie. Now, what I just have to keep straight is it's not fixed vapor rub, right. but, I, but the <laughs> that you put on. Because I can remember, because I can, I can think that like that is- two months from now, like what did Leon say that I could put on to relieve my cracked lips? Was it Vicks Vapor Rub? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then these are some you shouldn't try at home, though, Julie. It's a cautionary tale. Rubbing alcohol will not cool down a fever. Okay, okay, does not. Okay. That's an old wives' tale. It may actually make it worse. Mm. And then this one caught my eye: a baking soda douche will prevent pregnancy. Yeah, that's not true. So, no matter what Gwyneth Paltrow tells you, okay, that is not true. Wow, her dress got hammered. I liked her dress. I thought it was pretty. Uh, Again, Leanne, it's now. This is these are the new rules for the Oscars. You can like what you like. Okay. You do not need to listen to all those other people. Just if you like it, then then that's that's what counts. Okay. Okay, well, book nook, Joel. What's this up? Is, yes. Well, I this is I've read a book. In fact, I read a book that you gave me. This was my Christmas present. Hand selected by Leon Dolan, you know, the author, the famous best-selling author. So you know that it was going to be a good choice. And indeed, Leon, I'm here today to report that this is a great book and I want to recommend it to the Satellite Sisterhood. The name of the book is A Constellation of Vital Phenomena, okay? And it's by Anthony Mara. And you picked it out. It's a big, long title. People keep, I, I keep meeting people and saying, oh, I'm reading this great book. What are they? And I said, and they say, what's the title? And I'm like, oh, I can't remember. But it's, <laughs> it's got a long name, but it's worth it. This is a first novel. Okay. This is his first book, which is amazing. And it's kind of a, a Chechen war and peace. Chechnya, you know, in yes. the, which is, this is sort of, it's, it, this novel explore, explores the human cost of war and sort of the healing power of people and hope. Um, and it's set in Chechnya, Chechnya um, during uh, uh, 2004. But there are some flashbacks, so, you know, it fills it in. And it's the story of an eight-year-old girl who watches Russian soldiers. This is when Chechnya is having a war. This, these are the rebels, the independents that are trying to break away from Russia. And, these, and they have Russian federal troops in Chechnya, you know, trying to put down this uprising. And so this eight-year-old girl watches these Russian soldiers take her father. They abduct her father. And there was a lot of that going on. And then they set fire to her house. She escapes out the back door. Um, And they have taken her father and burned down the house because they are accusing the father of aiding the Chechen rebels. So this is the, a neighbor sees this all going on and he rescues the girl and they like, you know, he, he's trying to save the girl and he hides the girl at this bombed out hospital that is run by this like no nonsense, super brilliant, uh, talented um, surgeon named Sonia. And Sonia has come back to Chechnya because she's trying to find her sister. And the last thing in the world she wants is an eight-year-old girl to hide and to take care of. But she quickly realizes that this eight-year-old girl may help her find her missing sister. 
And so it's the tale that, that take, you know, it, it spans out after, over five days and sort of the worlds of all these different people and the characters are so well-developed, Leanne, of Sonia, her sister Natasha, they have the young girl, they have, you know, the, the father, Ahmed, who saved this young girl and what happened to them. And so it's a really sort of sweeping tale. It would be ideal to listen to as an audible book, Leanne. I think, oh, okay. I think if, you know, and we still have that deal with audible books. We do. It's yeah. yes. If you want to download a constellation of vital phenomena, um, it's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. You get, you can get it for free and then uh, try it out for a month. But, oh yeah, good, good call, Julie. Yes. So this is kind of, it's kind of like a war and peace, really well-drawn characters. I, I mean, it has fascinating detail about Chechnya, about, you know, that period of time in Russia, um, all very accurate, you know, the research that was done for this. Um, and I think it would be ideal for a book club because there's a lot to talk about. There are real dilemmas faced by all of these characters. They're living through this war. They have really tough choices to make and sort of how they make those choices and the implications of their decisions. Um, so that it's really meaty that way. Um, but it's really well done, Lee. And so I want to thank you very much for giving me this book. And even if you think, well, I'm really not that interested in Chechnya, I think you would really like the characters are so well done. So, well, I, it was recommended to me by Connie, one of the book buyers at Romans. Uh, I was doing that author day at Romans. I was working the floor and that was right before I went to see you in Dallas. And so she said, this is a book I love. And, um, I just recommend it to everybody. It's phenomenal. It came out in 2013. And then when she said it was about Chechnya, I was like, Oh, my sister knows a lot about that part of the world. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Now I re- want to read it. I'm going to yes, read it. I mean, I'm not the only, I mean, I mean, it no, is it's a huge, it's, it's New a, York times yes. book of the year, Washington post, top 10 books, national book uh, awards. So, and this is his first book too. So uh, there you go. Good so for him. Very, well, that's my recommendation, Leanne. Very strong recommendation. Two thumbs up. Yes. Uh, uh, you should, you should buy yourself a copy of it, Leanne, because <laughs> right. We, we don't believe in sharing books. Isn't no. that correct? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. It is an audio book. I'm just checking now. So you can download that at Audible if that sounds good to you. I know people are like hold up in cold weather. So they have been asking for, um, They've been asking for recommendations for books. And so this sounds, it's a 12 hour and eight minute audio book. Oh, yeah. I, so, I might, I might, I might, I'm going to get it just for, uh, for a car ride too. Cause it, it's just, it is a, it's a, it's a sweeping tale and you're getting, you were really- suspicious when I gave you the book. You said, I said, I hear it's a feel good tale about Chechnya. And, <laughs> and you were like, what? <laughs> Really? Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, good. Oh, on another sort of audio note, I did use all the time I had to clean out my office and closet to almost finish cereal. So I'm almost Ooh. done and then we can discuss. Uh, okay. Then we okay. can discuss that. But um, this looks like an excellent book, Julie. A Constellation of Vital Phenomena by Anthony Mara. Again, we will put the name always at SatelliteSisters.com. We are pretty good with the show notes. So if you're looking for something, go to the website. Um, but Julie, maybe you can also post this on the Facebook page. Yes, I will. Great. Okay. It is time for Downton Abbey. We are winding down season five. 
And um, this episode, Julie, I don't know what you thought, but I thought this is one of the best awful in-law hours I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> awful in-laws rule on both yes. sides of the wedding of Rose and Atticus. What'd you think of the show? Yes, I, I, I love the show. I love the show because there were a number of all skate scenes. What I mean by that is lots of scenes <laughs> with lots of characters, Fabulous clothes and jewelry, hats. I mean, first of all, I, did you not love that opening scene with Rose trying on her wedding trousseau? I mean, she was there, Mary, Cora, the Dowager, Mrs. Crawley, for some reason, was sitting there watching her try on dresses, Anna. I love that because there were so many... So many of our people were in that one room. Later. Julie, you're right. There were a lot of all skate scenes. I, I actually noticed, I thought this almost looks like it was done by a different director. Like the whole yeah. episode unfolded a little bit differently than most of them do, which are two or, you know, a lot of scenes with two and three people. But this, right, many, many group scenes. And well, I love when she put on the hat and everyone clapped. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, she did look beautiful. She did. I mean, that was, that was a great scene. How about the living room scene where we had Lord Grantham on the floor? Come on. Okay. <laughs> Don't call me donk. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call me donk. I mean, they were all there. Mary, Edith, uh, all the kids, all three kids. Now, Leon, is it just me or did Mary Gold, did she appear to have a fever throughout this show? <laughs> I mean, she looks so pale. She and was she a little like, pale and sweaty. I would agree. And glassy eyes. I, I don't. I was a little worried about Mary. I mean, and I guess be the dog is really gone. I mean, I, I guess I, he is. Like, I, oh, he's getting a tombstone though, or a gravestone, which is yes, nice. Yes, that is very nicely, and I, I like that. But that was a big all skate scene. Yeah, we'll talk about the wedding. I mean, yeah. and the dinner, and the registry, and the reception, and then of course the war memorial. Everybody was there for the war memorial, <laughs> and then walking back to Downton nabby so i i enjoyed the big scenes this weekly and those were um some of my favorite moments because in fact i it's a good it's good to watch it twice because then you can pick up on the details of what characters uh were doing in these bigger scenes oh okay well i got it on the kindle so i bought it i can watch it a hundred times now I don't... Okay, that's that's good way to go all right, let's go break it down. First of all, I thought the in-laws on both sides were horrible, but I did think uh, I did think that Violet had a wonderful show. As usual, she provided a lot of balance with the old guard and the new guard. I thought, and you know, and then she had that dramatic proposal by Prince Karagin. Like, let's just go for it, sister. I, I mean, well, first let's of all, fall in this, love. this is the first time we've seen the prince in daylight. Yeah. You know, every other scene this, this season, he's always been in that dark room, you know, just, you know, hunkered over a, a mug of tea or something. At least we could we could see him. And he was like in her living room and he was looking dashing. And I mean, that was a really good proposal. I mean... She'd be crazy. I totally take it. Yeah, what has she got to lose except she, like all propriety and standing? I don't, I don't she, understand. She, I mean, she should take it. She should really take that. That was, uh, that was great. So I did love that. I love the Dowager with Mrs. Crawley. You know, I know. That, that was nice at the end where she said, hey, we, you know, we got to get you back. Now, having been to a wedding, they were like, we got to get you back on track. You got to get, you know, I think she was going to help 
you know, uh, Mrs. Crawley get her man, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. No, I think I think there's a renewed sense of sisterhood between the two of them in terms of just, you know, taking some risks at the end of their life. I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, again, the, well, they said at the end of their lives or, or for the prince kept saying, you know, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to die alone in that dank church. Basically, <laughs> I would rather move in with you. <laughs> yes. Just I, I, I think he could. I, th- I liked how he just popped in. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I didn't know I was allowed to leave the dank church. So, yes, there were a lot of lovely moments there. A lot of lovely moments. What else did you have, Leanne, that you liked as part of it? Well, the Mrs. Pat Matt. And you can see the dilemma for Cora and Lord Grantham and Mary. They want to hang out with Shrimpy because he's fun, not not their rotten cousin there or whatever in-law Susan is, right? Uh, You know, it is fun to see a character on TV that is just unpleasant and not, you know, just she's sort of such a sad sack that it's not soap opera nasty. (laughs) She's just like... A downer, you know, mm-hmm. she's just a big downer. And I, I did like that. I thought that was an unusual twist to that character because she, she it would be easy to paint like the awful mother-in-law, yeah. but she's just yeah. a downer on yeah. all fronts. Talk about fun sucker. She just, <laughs> she just sucked <laughs> All of the joy out of that room, right? Yes, I mean, yes, she did. <laughs> yes, yes, she, she did. Is the quintessential fun sucker. There we go. All right, now Tom, do you think he's really going to go to Boston? Yeah, he's got. The, yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's going. He's. I, I think they. But I don't know. But they kind of need him there at Downton Abbey, you know, because it's all. It's just. But then it's going to leave just. Uh, you know, it's going to be Mary. As and- Mary said, "Don't leave me with, with Edith." <laughs> that's nice that's sisterly love we love that right i don't know i mean i hate to see him go i mean but i don't want him to get killed by a car i'd rather have him move to boston than be murdered okay if those are if those are our choices in a soap opera i don't want him to die of like some disease or get run over by a car or get thrown in jail or get amnesia so just go to boston Okay. All right. And speaking of getting thrown in jail. Oh, no. When they announced that that inspector was coming back, I was like, please just let this storyline die. (laughs) You poor Anna last year at the rape, and at least she won the Emmy and we're fine. But no one, nobody wants to see Anna go to jail. I know. And what what was that? Here's the reason why, Leon. I figured it out. Scotland Yard. You know how clever they are at Scotland Yard. They, yes. What's, what's what's the motto? We always get our man. You yeah. Know? Okay. So they are going to get Bates. They know that Bates did it. Okay. He is the cold-blooded killer with the twitchy <laughs> lips. We know that, Leon. Okay. And they feel that they can trap Bates into admitting his guilt by imprisoning his wife. That's that. Oh, I I just I thought he was cleared because of the train ticket. (laughs) No, that I don't believe that. He probably had two tickets. He they planted it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I that's what I think Scotland Yard is doing. And Mary did her best to save her. Yes. Her lady maid. She how is she going to get dressed? How is she going to take her clothes off? What is Mary going to (laughs) do? I don't even think <laughs> that she knows how to put a necklace. On. I didn't even think about that, Leah. She because Tony's not there. I don't know what she's doing. Oh, just to see more of this, <laughs> I can't 
for goodness sakes. Okay, but that's where I think we're going. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right, but that's where I think we're going with it. Now, I did want to mention uh, the clothes because the great thing about having some of these all skate scenes, in fact, having a wedding. And didn't you love how they packed up for that wedding? They had the inventory list. They had like carloads of servants and wicker baskets and... (laughs) Yes. You know, it just, and that cake looked beautiful. Oh, the cake was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was really lovely. And I I predict that will be a wedding trend, that uh, people will be doing wedding cakes like that. But I just, knowing how harried and hassled that people get before a wedding, just to have, that's what you really, really need. You don't need a wedding planner. You need the staff of Downton Abbey. You know, they they can call them. Yes. And that wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a wedding. It was just at the registry. Uh, But as the Dowager said, if it was good enough for the Rothschilds, I think it was good enough for Rose. (laughs) One of my favorite lines but rose's wedding dress that she's um changed into at the reception that was exquisite that was really really the headpiece the gown the ampere waist the gold on it she looked so beautiful she looked really really nice so i thought all of the dresses that people wore to the registry and then at the reception were were absolutely beautiful eye-popping and worth Worth a second review. That's what I think. You know, that just, you know, you can now lay in on your Kindle. I think you could fast forward to that scene and really study some of those. <laughs> study ideas. the scene. Yes. And yes. let's, aren't we all glad that they're selling that stupid painting so we don't have to see the art historian again? <laughs> okay. That's true. I think Lord Grantham, he had a fantastic episode. He did. He redeemed really? himself a little bit. Yep. He can really do it all. When you think about it, he was on the floor with the kids. He built, he's going to build suitable housing for the villagers, okay? <laughs> the war memorial, he did a fantastic job. I mean, there was pomp and circumstance, the unveiling, the small band, the tribute, and the special plaque for Archie. That yes. was very, very touching. And then, okay, you know, I mean... That he figured out Edith, Edith's baby, right? That he you know, he figured that out. Yes. He looks hot and feverish. She looks hot and feverish like her father, the, the Nazi sympathizer. Okay. But he got it. He yeah. got it. And uh, apparently he's okay with it. So this was, this was his best episode. Because, uh, you know, earlier this season, you know, we, we worried about Lord Grantham. He had nothing to do. But he like pulled it together this time. He was the lord of the manor and he like, he got it all done. I know. It was a good episode for Donk. Yeah, I, I, I did. It's good. And I don't call him Donk. <laughs> so, Julie, I think next week we have whatever this bill, we're building towards Christmas. You know, Tom's going to stay to Christmas. I think a lot's going to happen at Christmas. Go- goodbyes, hellos, new characters. Who knows what's going to happen? Violet may be swept off her feet. What if the princess arrives? Oh, that will be a heartbreak. You know, Dickie, Dickie Merton may be back. <laughs> <laughs> I All I hope is that Susan is invited to the Christmas party. <laughs> that is my only wish. Okay. And if she's there, it's going to be a bang up party, right? Yeah. Good point. Yeah, good point. 
Yeah, she is. She's she's a buffer guest, all right. <laughs> all right, everybody. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. We love hearing from you, so just check out our website, our Facebook page. Um, oh, Julie, next week I'm going to Washington for that International oh, yes. Women of Courage event. So I'll fill you in more about that on the, on the weekend show because uh, it's okay. really shaping up. Uh, it's shaping up to be a lot of work, but it's <laughs> shaping up. I'll be there. I'll be at the State Department uh, with the Secretary of State and the First Lady. So I'm very excited about that. There's no one better than you. You, I'm glad that you're going to be on this. Well, I think you're better. I think you. I think you have the clothing. I'm. I'm nervous now about the whole State Department thing. So I may. I may turn to you for some clothing advice. Okay. If you need. If you need me to FedEx stuff, just let me know. (laughs) Keep in mind, we have an ice storm today, snowstorm tomorrow. So the window of to get you this, get you this materials and clothes is. Limited. Okay. okay. I just, I'm sure you have a whole supply of flag pins that I don't have. So, so. Well, I, I, well, I, yeah, I could help you, Lynn. We'll help you out. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you are listening to Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs> <laughs>